wonderful, wonderful experience to be plunged beneath the cleansing flood. Be washed by the blood of the Lamb and washed by the water of the Word. It's sweet. I'm happy to be serving God tonight, and I'm happy to be with saints of like precious faith. We pray that uh, God would just be faithful. All that has already been done, I believe the Lord is already working, and uh, just before we go to the scriptures, let's, let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord, hearing that statement that the devil wants to pull us through fires, and that's really what was on my heart tonight, is to just expose him and some of his tactics. And I love what Brother Branham said, that a Christian, by the authority that you have given us, can pull the devil through some fire. What, what a privilege it is to, to have this uh, promised father to have this vindicated servant make a statement like that, to know that, Father, the tables can turn. The devil can be the one trembling. And Father, the saints of the living God can know their God they can do exploits. They can, they can stand with faith unwavering and see, oh God, look into the unseen and see the word of promise come alive time and time again. Father, may you be faithful once again tonight. Hear the cries of those that have cried before you. Hear the needs, Father, the burdens of the hearts tonight. And I pray. You would give just a real sense of purpose to anyone who's wandering, anybody who's not sure. Father, I was just thinking of Mary this afternoon, how when she knew Jesus was given to her, she had such a sense of purpose. She was no longer a young girl, just alone, persecuted, called something different because she was expecting she was satisfied because she had Jesus. She had a purpose, Father, even though she was alone and she was outside of fellowship, no young people's meetings, but she had a purpose. She had Jesus. And it kept her and it sustained her. And I pray that everyone here tonight would just have a sense of purpose that Jesus has come and been given into their life. And they have something precious to keep. They have, they have a reason, Father, for pressing forward. And though Mary had to go to Egypt and she had to go to Bethlehem and she had to bear with the taxes and she had to bear the, the questions from Joseph, but Father, she waded through all of that because she had such a sense that Jesus is coming and there's a purpose in my life. And I pray, Father, you just renew that once afresh. If we ever were wondering or ever felt something that wasn't fulfilled, may your presence just give us such an inner guidance, an inner direction, Father, 
that all the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Lord, you said that we'd possess the gates of the enemy. May you just give us that uh, assurance and shine more light on it. Once again, Father, we ask and we pray your direction to this evening in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Appreciate so many testimonies that I know and people that I've got to know. So uh, it's a privilege to be here with you. And um, we'd like to turn to 2 Timothy 1 and just read a scripture this evening to start the service. And like I've said in the prayer, I wanted to maybe take some direction of how Satan loves to pull people through the fires, but maybe take it from a little different point of view. And what I've noticed is um, that really, if I've shared some of these things with different people, it's often been uh, the youth that have kind of really been excited and have really appreciated some of these things that I've shared. And it's also raised some questions, like people have wondered, like, why are you just let people do what they're going to do when it comes to this subject. And um, why are you messing with that? And, and, and so I think that there's scriptural grounds. Uh, but if you get that sense, like, why are you going there? Well, because I've seen it really help people. So I hope it'll be, you know, the first rule I guess they learn in medical school is first do no harm. So I hope I'm standing under that same direction this evening, do no harm. And I trust that the Lord will help us to do that. Um, but it's maybe a little different, so just bear with me and uh, trust that it comes all from the Word of God. It says in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We'll stop there. Please take your seats. I said this morning, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to go this direction. I thought there would be something else that would be the mind of God. And as I was waiting and listening, something caught my eye. And I began to uh, listen to this person who had uh, studied uh, subjects that I'm going to talk about tonight. And it kind of caught my eye. And I started to read. And this woman was a real authority in what she studied, and she began to describe, well, there's light inside of you. There's cosmic light inside of you. Of course, hearing the message, I wanted to hear, wow, this is, I've never heard something like this before. So I wanted to hear what she had to say. And the other person was a real expert, like they were highly educated. And the other person asked her a question. So if somebody's just getting into this, and they want to they know some of these things, like, and they're skeptical, how would they approach it? Like, how would they connect with, with the way they're made and the, and the way... And this might make sense more. But this woman said something that surprised me so much. She said, well, I tell you that if you really want to connect to the, the, the spirit that's in you and you really want to see it, you know, thrive. And she doesn't know God. She doesn't know, but she's just talking about the natural spirit. She says, one of the things that you can do is just sing. And if you sing with a group, it's even better. And if you sing to the top of your voice, it's even better. You'll notice that you have a spirit that comes. You, you, you feel different. You feel revived. And I thought, this is amazing. <laughs> I like this. So here's a lady that studied how people are made and what's good for them and how to connect with the way that's really refreshing. And she says, just sing with all your heart and you'll feel good. 
And even if you're down the road by yourself, just belt it out. You know, it, it, it'll create a different feeling. And, and we think that maybe uh, there, you know, we don't necessarily understand all this taking place, but she can tell you, there's a whole bunch of changes that happen inside of a human. So we've already sung some wonderful songs this evening. I hope you've sung them to the top of your voice. I hope we're starting off on a high point and, and we just keep going. So, uh, you know, God has wanted us to have a, a spirit of love and of a sound mind. And, and, and when uh, God was building everything to give us a sound mind and to give us uh, a right spirit and, and to give us perfection and everything, we found out that, you know, he did all this work in Genesis and he was very deliberate in how he did it. And uh, every statement had a profound meaning. And when he, he said in uh, Genesis, uh, he said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divide the waters which were uh, under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so, you know, we're told uh, here in the word of God that there's waters, there's firmament, there's heavens. And we don't rest necessarily know what that all looks like or what all God has, but, you know, his handiwork is awesome. His handiwork is, is mighty. And, and, it, and it stretched, what we do know, it stretched all the way from the earth right to the sun and right to the moon and, and everything that he was doing, it, you know, it all had this harmony and it had this love story that he was telling and he wanted us to be benefited by it and he wanted us to be, uh, you know, strengthened by it and all those things. But people that don't know the Lord and people that just know what they're, what they're studying, when they look at what all's created, they see a completely different picture, and it's not necessarily negative, um, but I want to show you what, what um, you know, people in the, uh, in the scientific world, when they look at what's created, they look at this. I think um, if I can bring it up here. Okay, we looked at all these dimensions and there was seven dimensions, and God wants to perfect the, the experience that we have by bringing certain scriptures to us and, and perfect it. But then um, science says, well, in that dimension that the prophet talked about, there's, there's, these, there's these elements, there's magnetic, magnetic things, and that's invisible, and there's electrical things in that fourth dimension that that's invisible, and then there's... There's waves, and they have a frequency, and that's invisible. You don't have to know any of this, but I'm just covering it. Because when, when God was making this firmament, and he was separating all this stuff, he was making all this stuff. Somewhere's in there, he was setting it all in order. And then, somewhere's in Genesis, in, in, verse, in, in chapter 1, he did this. He made the earth over here, and he made the sun, this little ball here, but he did more than make the earth. He made this giant field of energy coming from the earth. And it radiates out of the north and south poles. And if it wasn't for that energy that's coming out, unlimited supply, always coming out continually, when the earth sent for, or when the sun pops like a campfire, goes pop, if that shield wasn't there, it'd just burn us up. And, and these things that... Um, it, it's so marvelous how God did it. 
So we don't, we don't see this, but when science looks at their machines and they look at their studies and everything, they come out, well, this is actually what we've got here. We've got an earth, and we got like 300 kilometers away from the earth, we got this huge shield of magnetic energy. And if that shield wasn't there, if this negative wasn't shooting out from the earth, constantly replenishing everything in the earth with a negative charge, when the earth, when the sun sends forth her positive charge, no life could exist. When these two collide, it creates like a gentle rain of perfectly positive stuff. And we all, every living thing needs this positive stuff. Electrons, whatever else. Positive, has to come from the sun and it's all positive. But there's a negative that comes from the earth and if you didn't have both, we wouldn't be alive. And, and in our body, every single cell, they say, has 7,000 transactions a second. And there's no possible way those transactions could ever be chemical. They're not physical. They're electrical. And if they weren't electrical, they could never equal 7,000, is what they, the way they say it. And if there wasn't this positive and negative stuff, positive coming from the sun and negative coming from the earth, there's no way any of our cells could have 7,000 transactions a second, and there's trillions of cells in each of our body. And none of it could work unless God did this. He made it all so, like, like we could go on and on about how much it is, but, it, you know, it's beyond almost what I can, way beyond what I can understand, and, and is probably way more than what you're interested in hearing, but it, it's, it's just incredible, and it goes on and on and on. If he didn't do this, and if he didn't do that, and if he didn't do this, there would be no life. So here's another one. He wasn't finished when he made this great big perfect shield to make a perfect, perfect match. He did something else. He made below that shield, he made some, that first one is called a magnetosphere to the scientists. We call it heaven, at least a part of heaven in the fourth dimension, not the seventh, but it's a part of what God was doing when he was separating things. He never told us, well, there's going to be a magnetosphere and an ionosphere and it's going to do all this. He just did, we just, he's a heavenly father and he showed his love. He showed his redemption, his love. So he showed us the important things. Well, I want to show you how marvelous his amazing grace is and then how Satan wants to try to pull us through fires. So if you can see how God set it up originally and then you see how Satan is trying to disrupt us, it, it, I believe it strengthens and it helps us understand the kind of fires he wants to pull us through. So this ionosphere is so, I mean, the first one's incredible, but if this one wasn't there, you couldn't exist. And this, this ionosphere, like right now, they can count because the sun is shining, there's four layers to it, and as soon as the sun goes down over Edmonton, all of a sudden there's only two layers. And then when the sun comes up again, it builds four. It's a self-organizing system. And so when the sun is, is weaker, in the, in the wintertime, only two layers, and when the sun is stronger, most of the day in the summertime, it's four layers, and it just keeps doing this. 
automatically for us. And inside of here is something so perfect. The whole thing vibrates to a certain frequency. And every living thing on earth is tuned to this frequency that exists kilometers into the earth. There couldn't be a mushroom. There couldn't be a mosquito. There couldn't be a a, a wombat. There couldn't be a bird. There couldn't be a plant that that would exist if it couldn't connect with that harmony. We can't hear it. Some of us can express it naturally because we're connected to that beat more. And then some of us, you know, we have a hard time knowing when to clap our hands. We're not as connected to that beat. So we can't feel it, but we can sense when someone's not connected, and we can sense when someone's connected. (laughs) And in this this harmony and this this wonderful work now that, that God has done, and, and, and it's all just running. It was especially before the fall. It was all running to keep us perfect. You put it all out there in, in whatever fashion he put it out there. And it was all done to keep Adam living eternal. To keep Adam perfectly satisfied. To give Adam a perfect dominion. You know, everything worked in harmony. And then, um, and then when the fall came... We know that, that uh, man lost part of their connection. And then God began to uh, build back a connection by, by coming down and speaking to Adam and speaking to the prophets and speaking to, to the, those inspired in the Old Testament. But they didn't have a permanent connection. And then by the Holy Ghost, he made a permanent connection. But Satan... Knowing, see, he knows that we're connected to the spiritual. He knew it very, very well when he said to Eve, the day you do this, you'll know good and evil. You'll know things in the physical. See, he knew she was spiritual. He says, and I'm going to give you some sensations you've never had before, and they were all physical. He knew, he was telling her the truth. And he was getting her into the physical. And now he knows that we are connected to all these things still. We're tied to them. So if he can use them to hinder us, if he can use them to hurt us, he's got an advantage. Do you follow me? So he tries to use everything he can to get us into a natural, carnal state of mind. And if we're in our natural, carnal state of mind, we know our, our abilities are very limited. Amen. With God, all things are possible. Amen. But not with man are all things possible. So Brother Branham said this about these conditions. He said in Enticing Spirits, now we've applied it in a healing service, always to the healing side, cancers, tumors, cataracts, tuberculosis, All these things are not natural things. They are supernatural and are demons. The scripture plainly vindicates that. But that is demon in the body with growth like cancers. It's got life in it. And the life of that is a demon. Growth of a cataract, the spread of tuberculosis and other diseases. It's demons that's in physical 
form. So they're crossing from a spiritual and they're trying to bring us trouble in the natural. And, you know, he said they're almost powerless. The devil is almost powerless until he has something to work on. So if he can find something in the natural to work on, then he's got an influence, he's got a tool. But just on their own, man was made to be uh, behind the word of God and be like, a, there's, like the word of God is like a shield that the devil cannot get through. But then he goes on in that message and he says, now this morning we're going to talk about demons in spiritual form in the soul. They're in the soul the same as they are in the body. And we're bound to admit that we see them in people's body, such cancers and different diseases. It's in the human body. Just recently, even cancer has been declared to be a fourth dimension disease. That it's in another dimension, sure, it's demonology. This is what I'm going to read now. I'm going to read what the prophet said, and he said, every disease is a fourth dimension disease. The beginning of it. All of the discernment that he ever had, all of the, I believe, thousands, maybe tens of, maybe hundreds of thousands of healings when I stop and think about it. All of the discernment, all of the encounters with the angels, and the Lord allowed him to make that statement. It all comes, starts in the fourth dimension. It starts in the invisible. And if he can get it working from the invisible into the natural and create something from that, then he can cause trouble. So he said it all starts in the fourth dimension. But now cancer in the body or cancer in the soul, the demon can come in either place. There's many times in peoples with good thoughts and good people who try many times to rest upon some little theology they have or something they've been taught since a child and still find that down in their being, down in their soul, they still have something that's not right. That's a little different subject, but I'm just bringing in the continuity. And then in God's provided lamb, he said this in 1956. He says, and you that's dying with heart trouble, worst killer there is. Cancer, doctors can hardly do a thing about it. I heard on the radio the other day that it couldn't be proved one time that an operation for cancer was ever successful. So I I don't know. He said this in 1956. He's quoting from the radio. But then he says this. They call it a fourth dimension disease, but God's got the cure. He's saying this is coming from somewhere. It's not natural to begin with, but it's crossing into the natural from something invisible. And when we look at what's in the invisible, we find it's got these things in it. It's got this magnetic quality. It's got this electric quality. It's got this light quality. It's got this frequency. This stuff is happening, and that's where the cancers are coming from. He says that's where every disease is coming from, and then it's crossing over. So I'll, uh, I'll ask maybe now to bring up the book of Luke, chapter 21, and Jesus made this prophecy. And when you see it, just, just well, I'm going to wait till the scripture comes up because it's really good to see it. 
chapter 21 and verse 25. And Jesus said, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken." And that's what I wanted you to see. I wanted you to see that line then, that verse 26. Look what's together there. He said, men's hearts would be failing for fear because things are coming on the earth, things that you're looking after, but the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Well, it just so happens that's happened for 100, almost, yeah, over 100 years now. The scripture's being fulfilled. If you go back to the PowerPoint, if you go back and, and uh, uh, when they go to measure now this stuff that's happening in the ionosphere, sorry about jostling back and forth, your brothers. Um, so it used to be this perfect, everything was at four beats per second, 12 beats per second in there. It was all tuned. It's incredible how it was tuned. It was tuned by lightning. And it's like this thing is a giant tuner that just vibrates at this frequency constantly. But now it's got another noise in there. It's not, it's not rap music. I know some of us think it came to destroy the earth, but it, it's not heavy metal. It's not even classic out of tune. It's a different frequency. It's the exact frequency of the electricity that's running through our wires. And it's shaken the heavens so severely that they say there is nowhere on earth we can go to hear the way it is pure. It's always got this frequency, this this vibration at 60 hertz. It's always at a multiple. They know it's power lines because the natural vibration that's there is much louder on the weekend and the hiss is much quieter because there's less power running through our power lines on the weekend. And it's even quieter on Sunday because there's less power on Sunday than there is on Saturday. And that heavens have been shaken since 1889. It's already fulfilled. If this isn't shaken, well, maybe it's not, but certainly he called it heavens in Genesis, and science is saying it's shaking, and it's not the way it used to be. It's all distorted, and it's been getting worse. And what I found is kind of spooky, but it... Um, you know, I used to think, okay, all the power is running down the power line. But it's not. It just needs that power line to have the power run down it. But all the energy is running outside the power line. 
And you can find out this, and they argue, but they say, no, that's pretty much true. It's running down the power, it's running around it, so it's not just it escapes out of the power line, it was already escaped out of the power line, and then it carries up into the atmosphere, and it's so, it's so that atmosphere was built to vibrate constantly to tune us. So when it carries up there, it, it interferes with stuff. So when Satan... Uh, got power lines to be spread across all the earth. It was about 1889. A pandemic of flu hit the earth like hardly ever recorded. The electrical envelope of the earth, scientists said, was disrupted. But God is so marvelous, just the same way as he can order all this stuff, when it gets chaotic... He can reorder nature to exist and to survive. So we can go, it's just the same way, you know, God has a way to self-organize us in the Lord. If we can just keep feeding on the word of God, he can take a bad situation and help us overcome and even help show his perfect will and show and make it work together for good. Even though there could be a scar there, even though it could never leave us and we could never forget it, and it may change us, but he can retake us and and give us the strength to carry on. And that's exactly how he designed the earth. So even though they made this whole thing change just by power lines, and it made the whole earth sick, God give us a built-in ability to go through it. Just in the natural. If he gave us the ability in the natural to do it, how much more are those that are connected to the way God provided in the beginning, which is connected to God himself, not just nature, and not just the way we were formed in the natural, but connected to the true nature and the life in the spirit, how much more can God bring us through? And this is a little bit, you know, uh, but just be patient with me because I'm going to make a few statements here. They're going to seem like, woo. <laughs> but this is historians. I got a lot of this from a highly respected book that I, I watched several medical doctors quote. And you can find this book. Um, they say it's groundbreaking. And um, it was published in 2017. It's called The Invisible Rainbow, and he, he's got just a huge collection of references where he got all this material from the 1700s all the way up to today. And so when he records history, he says in 1889, there was a pandemic like hardly had ever struck the earth. And then uh, when they began to electrify, electrify the earth and bring power into different places, So at one time, there were no power lines, but they brought them in. And when they brought them into America, it was America that had enough people in it, enough doctors, enough stuff in it, they began to record medical records. So when they brought the power into places, heart disease struck, diabetes struck, cancer struck, obesity All sorts of sicknesses struck from something we don't even think about, something nobody's ever told us there was trouble, but Jesus was looking at a scripture 
and he's looking. He says, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Men's hearts will be failing for fear. What was he looking at? The same thing. that He put them in the same sentence. They'll be looking for things that are coming. So these new things that are coming be given men's hearts failing for... When you go to places and they have this like uh, all sorts... Now that when they began to trace it back, okay, so it happened in America, did it happened in other places. It happened all over. That's right. Where they put in electricity... Heart disease started to show. Heart failure started to come up. Diabetes started to come up. Obesity started to come. People started to live longer because that's, that's a condition that it, it kind of, but they have less energy. They have less, um, they have more trouble in their, in their mental conditions and um, all sorts of other health. It's so complicated because God did, God did all his handiwork and he created all this in harmony. And then men came and just said, well, I can't see it. It's not hurting me now. No trouble there. Put up some more. They didn't realize they were breaking in to the perfection that God created. So it's kind of profound when he records the history and he says, and then in World War II, there was a huge rush to have radio communications. So they began to throw up right at the end of World War II, hundreds of radio towers. And they began to realize this is commercial. This has potential. And they began to throw up hundreds of these things from Alaska all the way to the South Pole. It was at a different frequency than the electricity. And they built most of these in 1918. And the Spanish flu struck in 1918. His opinion was they disrupted the electrical envelope. They took what was already disrupted and they made it more. And then he said, um, you see, uh, it, once, it once was perfect. Well, they... It once was this, but then God made it that chaos. Or not God, excuse me. Man made it by putting up things all over the place. Excuse me. And man, man just started to disrupt into these things. We can't see it. We can't feel it. But Brother Bram says that's where diseases come from. And history says that's where they started. And I was meditating on this different ways, but you know, sometimes we get under condemnation. Oh, I'm not eating right. Or, you know, I'm too slothful. Or I just, or sweets, you know, I have a weakness for sweets. And we think that that's what we got, but brother, sister, so much of that is natural. And a lot of it is caused by trouble in the invisible. And we don't hear that side of it because it's not common, but Jesus said it was there. And Brother Branham says that's where every disease comes from. It comes from his spirit. He finds something to work through, and then he's able to cause trouble. Well, history records that man moved on in his science, and um, he created this. So this is a little different than what they had in World War II, because they had this in World War II, on, kind of on a local level to see where planes were coming. But now they put these all over the northern hemisphere to see when missiles and bad guys were coming. 
These are, son- these are radars. And they built this thing. He said they finished building all these hundreds of radar towers in 1957. And then um, the Asian flu struck just at the, in 57, 58. They were, they were reaching out into, into, it was carrying up into the atmosphere. It was disrupting it. And, and at the same time they were disrupting it, there was another pandemic first pandemic to struck, as I understand history, since the Spanish flu. And then um, man got a little further, and he realized he didn't just have to stay on Earth. He could put a satellite up in the air. And when he put a satellite up in the air, he put 28 the first time. American defense system created 28 satellites. Uh, They lit them up in 1968, uh, right right at that, uh, either just after or just as, they lit those up. The next recorded pandemic struck, which was, um, I believe, the Hong Kong flu. So uh, this is kind of a weird service, I know. But um, turn with me to Joel 2. Just one scripture, and you have to close everything and reopen it. I'm sorry. Maybe we could just turn in our Bibles to Joel 2, and you just keep that alive. Um, I'll just read it. But this is all it says. Joel said, I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Okay, Joel saw something taking place. And he described it, you know, John could describe what he saw. Being a wilderness man, he talked in the terms of vipers and axes because that's what he dealt with out in the wilderness. And Paul was an educated man, so he could talk, you know, in the depths of the, the types and the depths of where Jesus was in the Old Testament because he, he was gifted that way. So what they, what they could, you know, knew is how they could relate it. So Joel, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't tell him about cell phones. You couldn't tell him about malls. It, it, it just wouldn't compute, right? Plane travel. But when he saw wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke, well, let me show you something. You can just go anywhere and find this because it just took me about five minutes once I knew what to look for. This is March 30th, 2001, Nice, France. He said there would be fire. He said there was sky would be blood. This is March 30th, same day in Arizona. Different place in the whole world. This is March 30th, 2001 in Houston. And this is March 30th, 2001 in New Zealand. Like I say, you just take you five minutes to go find this. Just type in March 30th, red sky. If Nahum saw a freeway at night and described it as they were jostling in the Broadway. And Brother Branham says that was the fulfillment of multi-lane highways going up and down. And the prophet from Israel, the Israeli prophet looked at a plane and said, our prophet said, we'd go home on the wings of an eagle. 
to him when he saw that TWA plane, that was the fulfillment of scripture. Somehow a plane to him looked like an eagle. Somehow a freeway to Nahum looked like a jostling in the Broadway. So if Joel sees blood and fire and smoke, and the whole world turned red one day, a day that they turned on 150, uh, not global star, iridium satellites. 150, poof. They were playing in the magnetosphere. And when they sent, even though it's low power, it comes down to that vibration that everything is tuned to. So when they first disrupted that, it caused a pandemic. And our bodies readjusted. Nature readjusted. But they turned on 150 at once. The world reflected it. They say that if you find the one that happened in 19, I think it was 1995 before that or 1997, there's photos, but there's not as many because digital cameras were fewer. But the same thing happened. So they went from 28, 1968 to they turned on 150 here. We've been sitting at about 2,000 satellites. When I was in the world, I used to like watching TV from some of those things. I used to sell some of those systems. Everybody thought it was great. It was progress. And didn't know we were eating off the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But I believe we could stand and say with some sense of conviction what Joel said in Joel 2.30. This day the scripture is fulfilled. What Jesus said, the powers of heaven will be shaken. We could stand and say, this day the scripture is fulfilled. Oh, yeah, this is Alaska. And I think maybe that's a duplicate. I'm not sure. But that's another photo from, I think I've showed you this one. New Zealand, maybe. I will show wonders in the heaven and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Isn't that amazing? Brothers, I'll ask this one more time. Let's turn to Revelation 9. We're going to read a few verses here. And we'll try to bring this to something that uh, really, where we're living, but I, I need to bring this in first. So it says in Revelation 9, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Something's coming from hell. Something's coming from another dimension. And it says, And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Something was a power now. Mankind broke into a key. And when they had that key, they had the power to cover the whole earth. And when they had the power to cover the whole earth, some things began to... And he says, the sun and the air... You know, this was the natural 
order of life that God had given. The air was meant to connect us and make the spirit alive. Without the air, the natural electrical system stops. It's in us. We need it to keep recharging us. And so what's happening is showing the natural order, the natural harmony, even though the earth has fallen since the flood, it's being disrupted. And they're darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. So that was the cause. And the cause of the smoke was because someone had the key. And when they had the key in verse 3, it says, And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. It's a marvelous scripture because there's nothing of such natural destructive force in the whole world as a locust. It is the most destructive uh, form of life that there is. So when he's comparing it to that, he's trying to say, this is bad. Like, this is code red. This is bad. When he says locust, there's nothing that can wipe out life like a locust. But then he says, well, it's like a locust, but this, like the scorpions, they have power. So he says, it's like a locust, but it's like a scorpion. And this is important because it goes on, and it says, And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. Now it's emphasizing something. And God doesn't just repeat it for no reason. As we learned this morning, everything there is God is trying to bring something there to express what his mind is for our life. Bring something to our benefit. Isn't that right? And then um, it says, And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. And the shape of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads was as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle, and they had tails like unto scorpions. So he's going back to this thing about the scorpion and there were stings in their tails and excuse me, I'm not trying to, uh, but I'm just trying to draw your attention to that with respect and godly reverence. But it says, and there were stings in their tails and their power was to hurt men five months. Remember, when the God gives a time like that, he's trying to bring something to our attention. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name is the Hebrew tongue. In the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter. So the emptying out of the bottomless pit began right around the end of the first woe. I'm going to just deal with just a few things that are said in these scriptures. I'm not going to go through all of them. But when the key of the bottomless pit was given, somebody was given this key, and then 
it emptied out from the fifth dimension, and I believe it emptied out into the fourth. And mankind had the ability, as he broke in to these things and this science, he had the ability to not just progress in science, but to hurt the human race, maybe even unknowingly, unintentionally, but it hurt the human race in ways had it never existed before. And as they're hurting the human race, the Bible wants to stress a couple things. And um, it says that there was five months. So if I deal with that first, uh, five months, Brother Bram says, when they talked about the scripture in Revelation, and they talked about 10 days in another place in Revelation, uh, we, won't find, we won't turn to it, but when they talked about the 10 days in Revelation, Brother Branham said in the Church Age book, he says, a day in the Bible represents a year. And the 10 days was of the last 10 years of the reign of this Diocletian, Diocletian that was a great emperor. So he's saying that 10-day period, that was fulfilled back then, and that represented 10 years. So if that's God's pattern and God doesn't change, then if he says five months, five months each day represents a year. And five months times 30 days in a month is 150 days. So he was saying when this key was opened, he was looking at it, it's about five months, it's five months, 150 years. That would be the scriptural pattern of that. And whether you place that at 1918 or whether you place that at 1889, when the first real pandemic, recorded pandemic struck from, from this, uh, that was, corresponds to that, we're at 133 years since that first pandemic in 1889. He said it would be 150 years. He said that there would be torment. People would go to die, but they would live longer. That's exactly what history, that's exactly what science says makes electricity does. And whether that's, that's a fulfillment of that, but I would just want to show you how the things are just unfolding, just as the prophet said. And then he says, well, it'll be a torment. It'll be very destructive, but it'll be torment like a scorpion. And when you read what the scorpion does is that uh, most of the definitions will say it'll make you very sick. You'll feel awful, but you probably won't die. Just a few people die. And when you think about what they say about the medical conditions, if flu is connected to electrical disturbance, most people live. They might feel real bad, but they typically don't die. It emphasized, it's like that. Because what we experience as flu season did not exist before 1889. It never was. There was not even a medical definition that matches what we have. They, originally, it was called neurasthenia, if, if what I have is right. So they didn't even have a term. Like, it was different because the whole earth was different. Everything was different. And the prophet now, so... What I'm saying, brother, sister, is in Genesis, it said God created a certain order. In the middle of the Bible, in Hosea, he said he saw things disrupted. He saw heavens disrupted. He saw signs in the sky. And then 
in the middle of the Bible, Jesus said, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. And then in the end of the Bible, it says there's a smoke that covers the whole earth. I tried to visualize that. So I come up with this. Here's the earth. Here's the smoke coming out. And where's it coming from? It's coming from a bottomless pit. What's it done? It's covered the whole earth. Thing isn't running the way it was before. This is what the prophet saw. And science is recording. Everything is running different. In fact, in the man that studied this published his book in 2017, and he made this statement. Oh, this could really get me into trouble, but um, he made this statement. He said, look, we've, we've gone through about a 20-year span where it didn't make economic sense to build a satellite. They just replaced what they had. So we've been sitting here at 2,000 satellites. But remember, when they turned on 168 in 2001, whoo, the sky lit up. So he says, now... There's all these, all these plans. He says this in 2017. He says, you know, SpaceX has got a plan to turn on 420. And, um, and uh, he goes through all these companies. And he says, but if all these companies carry through, we're going to jump. And, and they're not going to carry through everything. But he's writing this in 2017. So he doesn't know. But he says, if all these applications for all these satellites, they, they don't want to hang them so high anymore. They want to stick them right in the ionosphere where the vibration happens. And they don't want 2,000 anymore. They want 40,000. They want to blanket this thing. And he says this in 2017. He says, these plans must not happen. The roots of our life support system are firmly anchored in the pillars of the Earth's magnetic field where the pulsations of the universe, nourished and watered by the sun, are absorbed, animating all living things. He said in February 2020, if we don't stop it, there's going to be a disruption. He said that in 2017. So this is what science would say, but I want to just look at the scriptures in closing. You see, I believe sometimes we can come under condemnation. We can come under uh, a concept, well, maybe I need a different pill. Maybe I need my prescription changed. Because I'm not feeling very good. But maybe we need to stop and think about what the full counsel of the Word of God is. Who loves us and would not hold anything back from us. And how we anointed the prophet to say, don't stick your foot in an x-ray. It tears the life out of you. If the prophet saw x-ray tearing the life out of you, what we learn in school is that radio is the same as x-ray. TV is the same as x-ray. Cellular is the same as x-ray. Satellite is the same as x-ray. It's just different vibrations with different power. It's all the same. It's all the same. Brother Max is giving me the go. Like, I, I got this. <laughs> Correct so far. It's all, it's all like an energy. So if X-rays tearing the life out of you. You're not supposed to go stick that. And there's all sorts of new stuff being shot through us all the time. We've got a battle here. 
And the Lord has made a way for us to be protected, I believe. He's made a way for our eyes to be opened. He made a way for us to be delivered. If God can reach down through the seventh dimension and reach into our life, he can make us whole. He can make us perfectly whole. He gave us a promise. By his stripes we are healed. And, and that is all sufficient. That is our hope. That is our counsel. counsel. I don't want to take away from that. But Brother Branham also said, in uncertain sound, he just brought it out like this, and he brought out many other ways like this. He says, you know, I don't teach this, but did you know man in the beginning when God made him, he didn't make him to be doctored. He had his own doctoring in him. He was a unit of his own. Then healing does not come from any outside resource. It has to come from the inside. We can take outside aid, such as to kill germs or whatever it is in us. We can take our hands and cut on each other and take a piece out or something like an appendix or a bad tooth or something and take it out. But healing does not come from anything that you apply. Healing only comes by the power that's within yourself to build back the tissue that's been torn from the place it's been taken out of. And therefore, healing is in you. Now listen close and think hard before you pass your thought on this. So Brother Branham found that people were even, you know, maybe possibly questioning what he was saying, maybe criticizing what he was saying, but he was saying that there's enough life even when God deposits and orders your life and fearfully and wonderfully we're made, it will self-organize to be well. It'll self-organize to be in good health. What we need is to just free up what the way God made us and then the body will heal itself. The body will perform uh, itself. And, and when we get under the influence, oh, I, wonder, I wonder if I've researched this right. I wonder if, if I understand. And we get into the natural, I believe we're getting ourselves out of the perfect deliverance, out of the perfect shield that God has for us. If we go back to where God provided, that it's already in me. I just need to find the place where God will give me a rest. And give me, and, and free up whatever's hindering, whatever's hindering this condition, then he's given me enough liberty, he's given me enough rights, it'll just take care of itself. So it's not, it's not a criticism of all of the skill and all of the uh, capabilities that our medical system has. It's only a caution, brother, sister, if they just keep you in the natural, have they really considered everything that's there? You know, when you're really in trouble, when you're really sick, all of a sudden they start to connect some electrical stuff into you. They want to know what the electrical condition is in your heart. They run an ECG or an EKG. They want to know what the electrical condition is in your brain. They run an EKG. Because all of a sudden now when you're almost dying, it's really important to know, is this thing running right? So in emergency, they might go to that. But normally, they're trained to deal in the natural. Because if Satan can keep us in the natural, he's got us in a weaker condition. 
But if we can look past it and look into the unseen and recognize God will give us what is, and can supply what we have need of. <laughs> I was thinking about Brother Len. Last time I was here, I was at the birthday party and he was singing songs and cracking jokes. And I don't see him. And then Brother Menno preached. And like Brother Len was 84 and Brother Menno was 80. And I was like, yeah, they don't obey the Canada Food Guide. They don't care what Pritkin's diet is. <laughs> I mean, and I wish I had what they have. <laughs> right? They're, they're not bound. And we can get under condemnation. Oh, you know, I just can't. I'm not doing good enough. I just not. We can get it's so bound by the natural that it actually hinders us from being is free and is, and is healthy and as well as we were meant to be. Yeah. It's not necessarily a certain prescription that we need. It's not necessarily more knowledge that we need. If we can just get to the place where whatever's hindering what's already in us out of the way God will take care of the rest. We can be free of the pains. We can be free of the headaches. So now let me get into some, some specifics that I learned and I feel very strongly about personally and because of the magnitude of how many people this is hurting that uh, there's a huge, huge uptake in headaches and migraines just from people staring at little screens. And what data is available from the independent scientists, they'll say your, um, your, your likelihood to have a brain tumor right now is probably three or four times higher than it was before cell phones. But they shut off that data and they've sponsored other scientists from the cellular industry that say, don't worry about it, there's no, no, proven, no proven harm. And, but there's another scientist that said, no, I've studied 1,200 very carefully, very controlled, and I can show you the study. He says, no, if, if a child spends 2,000 hours on a, on a cell phone, they have like, um, not double or triple, they have like a 20 times higher likelihood to have a tumor. And if they spend time on a cordless phone and on a cellular phone, their likelihood goes up again. And if they spend time on it before they're 20, there's a real strong connection with them having to deal with a tumor. And so I'm not against mobile phones. I have a mobile phone, but I'll tell you, distance they say matters, and I don't like to even touch the thing. I don't like to be near Wi-Fi 24 hours a day. I turn mine off at night. If I had a choice and I was shopping for a home, me personally, and there was a beautiful home and a good deal right next to a tower, and there was one that was a worse deal that was away from a tower, I know which one I would be buying. If there was a power line overhead one and I had a choice to not be there, I would choose not to be there. If you're, if you're there, if you're already there, we just have to look up and say, Lord, you know. You know how to protect me in this. You know how to help me through this. I did not order this. But if you're feeling, you know, sisters that say, I don't know why I can't, you know, I, I eat, I don't hardly do anything, and I try so hard. Yeah, you do, and it's not you. 
The weird thing is they found out even the wild animals are so radiated today, they're fatter than they were 80 years ago. It wrecks your whole system. So people under dealing with these things um, and recognizing Satan wants to pull us through these fires, and then if we just stay in the natural, we'll be feeling like we're insufficient, that we're inadequate, but recognize Satan is trying to pull us through fires. We can go to God with confidence and say, Lord, I don't know what the cause of this is. I don't know all these conditions, but I believe there's something more than just a natural deficiency here. There's something in the spirit. Strengthen me. Help me to get through this. And he promised that by his stripes we were healed. If we, need, if we needed more than that, uh, he would have given it to us. But he did warn us of these things in the Bible and said that they would be there. And in warning us, I believe what he was trying to do is not get us scientific, not get us puffed up, but he was trying to help get us away from the things that block us. You see, because if you pack a phone in your chest, you're more likely to get a heart attack. If you pack a phone in your back pocket, you're more likely to get trouble where men get trouble. Prostate. That's what the science is recording. So when you get, so if you, if you can remove those things that want to block your good health, if you can stay away from those things that want to, uh, you know, hinder the quality of life that we have, it's not just natural. There's a spiritual element. There's an unseen element that's taking place. And we can find it, what the prophet said, we can find it in the Bible. We can find it from the beginning to the middle to the end of the Bible. So I believe the Lord just wants to warn us that we don't wrap our arms around these things and say, oh, there's no harm. I've read the studies. They say there's nothing to worry about. And I know people that should be in the fit of health, but they're dealing with conditions and it keeps coming back and it keeps coming back. And then they keep exposing themselves and exposing themselves. So I, I hope you can receive it as a warning and just as a brotherly uh, suggestion that if I could find it in the Word of God and I could find it uh, in, in, in the message, then surely God is wanting us to be benefited by it in some way. And may He lead us and, and keep us in the palm of his hand, under his protecting hand. Why don't we stand? Time is filled with swift transition. Ah, I wanted to just mention something and I'm gonna try and do it. So there's all these people that get connected into these things and they, they can provide a measure of results that's not as great as the, the Lord Jesus Christ and, and his promise, but they can detect when things are out of order. And in, in discussing and learning about these things, the one woman said, yeah, I can tell if a woman is critical of her thighs. And she says, oh, I don't like the way my thighs are. Because when I run a tuning fork over down her, 
and I would never do this, I'm not for this, but she says, when I run a tuning fork down, I can tell she doesn't like her thighs. And I've done it before, and I've asked them. So I thought, if that's true, if that has an effect, a certain vibration that leaves a, a, a woman uh, body responding in her spirit because the way she doesn't like, how much more if I say something critical to one of my children and I don't make it right and I leave a little impression there, I wonder what kind of a vibration is there. It made me more sensitive to recognize I really need to be right with God. I need to be in that channel of, of, of you know, leaning on his everlasting arms, trusting. I wonder if the way I treat my wife is really giving the right spirit in the home, really, really having the right, uh, in, you know, atmosphere and the right. It made me more sensitive because I thought, well, if a woman can, can pick that up, I wonder if I'm sensitive to the nudges of the Holy Spirit. I wonder if I'm aware, is, is aware and is, is, is spiritual as I meant to be. So for me, it didn't give me a desire to go learn turning forks. It gave me a desire to walk closer to God. And I hope that's what you're hearing tonight is I'm not trying to impress with any kind of make us, you know, car, uh, you know uh, uh, out-argue someone or tell someone they don't know what they're doing. That wasn't my intent. My intent was hopefully this can just help us walk closer to God, help us walk away from some of the things that, that are trying to hinder us. Time is filled with swift transition. Filled with swift transition.